And before we get to Hebrews chapter 2 this morning, I did want to mention, you know, the phrase, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. And some of you have probably seen the news this morning and seen that Israel was attacked on multiple fronts uh, at the beginning of a holy day and um, just in a lot of different and, and I would say insidious ways. And so uh, we certainly want to pray for those people, people of Israel, those that have been taken hostage, those that have lost loved ones and been injured and those kind of things. So, And since we're in the book of Hebrews, I think we should stop and pray. So let's pray. Father, we thank you again today that, uh, <clears throat> God, you are omnipotent. You are omnipresent. You are omniscient. God, we rest, we trust, God, we have our faith in you. And yet we look around the world and we see not only wars and rumors of wars, but we see the whole world uh, essentially at war with you. Uh, God, our, our own government, the ideologies, uh, the various um, self-centered, self-whatever, the, the, this, this <laughs> spirit of the age, that just wants to be at war with the creator of the universe. Father, I just pray this morning, I pray for the folks who are suffering, the folks who have, have come under this attack. Uh, God, no matter what our views of the end times or, or eschatology and, and different doctrinal stands and theologies, God, it's just, war is just bad. And so God, this morning we lift up families and, and, and folks who are suffering and pray, God, that you would be near. God, that you would be the comfort they need. You'd be the encouragement. God, we know that you're the salvation. And God, that's what we get to talk about here in the next few minutes. So God, we just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Faith and discipline. <clears throat> and uh, this is the art. We, we're still in the faith part. We're, we're, we're looking at Hebrews. And, and the more I dig into it, the more I like it. So, so next year and a half, we're going to do Romans. And probably the next year and a half or so after that, we'll do Hebrews. I don't know. Uh, the more I dig into these things, I'm going, yeah, I just want to keep going. And uh, this morning, we are in chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. And this is what it says because it's following on the heels of chapter 1. It says, for this reason, we must pay attention all the more to what we have heard. So that we will not drift away. For if, if the message spoken through angels was legally binding and every transgression and disobedience received a just punishment, how will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? This salvation had its beginning when it was spoken of by the Lord. And it was confirmed to us by those who heard him. At the same time, God also testified by signs and wonders, various miracles and distributions of gifts from the Holy Spirit according to his will. Now remember, we, this letter is written to the, 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 the believers among the Hebrew people. Uh, those who have trusted Jesus as Messiah and Savior and, and, and written as testimony for Hebrew people who haven't trusted in Jesus as Messiah and Savior. And, and the whole first chapter deals with the superiority of the message of salvation that Jesus has given to us. And, and as I've been writing one of the devotions this week from John 10, it says, it says, I, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. I give them eternal life and they will not perish. It's Jesus speaking, you see. 
And so, so the message of Jesus is the message that we, obviously in this room, if you're here and you haven't heard and hearkened and, and responded to the message of Jesus and salvation, then guess what? This is your opportunity. Today's the day of salvation. Okay? But if you have, then guess what? That's why we're here. Because we have responded to the message of Christ's salvation. And we get to celebrate that and know that this is what God has provided for us. And I'm excited about it. <laughs> you know, when I moved here 14 years ago, people said I need to learn to surf. I'd never surfed before. I don't think I'd ever held a surfboard. There were those in our congregation who were adamant that I learned to surf. Some of you know Rocky Godwin. Rocky, after about my first or second or third year here, he, he opened a little surf shop, shop called 50 South Surf Shop. And he got this uh, surfboard in on trade that he said, Bobby, it'd be a great surfboard for you. It's a WRV. I was like, well, I don't know what that means. It's, it's shaped out of Virginia Beach somewhere called a wave riding vehicle. I was like, okay, man, that sounds like my kind of surfboard. He said, well, this one, and, and then he went into this, and he really didn't have to go into this, but he did. He said, this particular one was shaped for extra buoyancy. <laughs> what are you trying to say? Right? I understood buoyancy means floating, and that's what I would rather do. So I bought this surfboard, right? Well, one August morning, <clears throat> Rocky calls me. Well, he lets me know the night before. He says, hey, Bobby, 6 o'clock in the morning. Get that board. We're going out. He says, supposed to be good swell. Well, that's all he told me. I was like, okay. So I went out there with him, who owns a surf shop, and, and what is now the assistant chief, uh, fire chief, Tim Hobbs. I figure I'm safe, right? I'm going out with people who know what they're doing. I'm going out with somebody's got water training rescue. <clears throat> so, so I'm out there and I'm paddling around. I just told him, I said, y'all, I'm just, uh, I, I'm, I'm just trying to balance. I ain't going to try to stand up. I'm not going to try to paddle a wave or nothing. I'm just out here to balance. And so I'm just kind of, I look like a duck, y'all. About that time, Tim and Rocky both go, you better paddle. <laughs> well, I turn around. And there's this wave about to crash on me. Well, that thing got, and I'm paddling. Man, I, I didn't want to ride the wave. <laughs> but I am paddling, paddling, paddling. And that wave took the back end of that board and flipped it over my head and turned me upside down so much that, that when I came out, Rocky and Tim were both up on their boards going, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, but I'm not doing that again. I said, I'm going to get here out here beyond where this is happening and just balance, right? So I get out beyond the break, you know, and they're surfing and they're doing their thing. Well, they didn't tell me that the swell was actually a hurricane offshore. <laughs> that would have been some information I could have used. But anyway, so I'm paddling around. I'm not paying attention to them anymore. They're doing their thing, so I'm just kind of paddling around. By that time, I turn around and face the shore. And the houses are about that big. And Rocky and Tim are nowhere to be found. And I'm like, 
I could be in Europe before you know it. So I just start paddling. I just start paddling. And, and, and it was hard work, and I'm paddling. And I'm get, finally, I get up there. I said, man. I said, I, I. And Rocky goes like this. Like, like I know this. Rocky goes, yeah, you got caught in a rip. <laughs> Thank you. I said, look, I'm going to the shore. And Rocky, you can sell this surfboard because I ain't doing this anymore. Why do I tell you that story? I drifted. The ocean's a powerful thing. A rip current is a powerful thing. And, and, and not paying attention, I drifted. And there's no telling how long I could have drifted. There is telling how far, because we know you can measure from here to France, I guess, somewhere over there. I drifted. Listen to these words. For this reason, we must pay attention all the more to what we have heard so that we will not drift away. See, if you don't pay attention, you're in danger of drifting. See, this first verse sort of sets the, 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 the stage for this passage, these four verses. And, and, and I think what the writer of Hebrews wants us to understand is, is that having given us ample evidence and, and reference from Psalms, mainly in chapter 1, the, the writer references Psalm over and over and over again to establish the superiority of Jesus, the Messiah, to establish the superiority of the Christ, Jesus the Christ. It's not a first and last name. It means Jesus God is salvation, the anointed one of God. Jesus is his name, but it's his name that means salvation. And he is the Messiah. He is the anointed one. And he says, for this reason, we must pay attention. Give heed, some translations say. And then, and then the CSB throws in that all the more. This means pay extra special, careful attention. How much attention do we pay to the Word of God? How, how seriously do we take the time that God allows for us to spend in His Word? See, we live in a time and in an era where, where people just want to say, well, well, we'll disregard that part. Or, or, or we'll, 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 um, um, we'll just cut that part out because we don't like how that feels. Uh, we don't like how that, how that sounds in our culture. We don't like that, what that says about our grandchildren. See, I might touch on a nerve there, but I'm going to tell you what. When the ideologies of the world enter into our homes and in our families, guess what? We got to stick with this. Not the ideologies of the world, folks. That's what the writer's telling us. For this reason, we must pay attention all the more to what we have heard. What have you heard? What are you listening? See, I, I, I'm seeing in these four verses right here about five, six, maybe ten messages I've preached this year from the faith and discipline topic. This idea where I know I've said, don't miss it. Don't miss what God's done. Don't miss what God has said. Don't miss what he's accomplished in your life. Don't miss it. And then I know I've asked a couple of times, pay attention. Pay attention to what God has said. 
Pay attention to what God has done. That's what the writer of Hebrews does all through chapter 1 of Hebrews. He says, look, he said, in times past, God spoke to us through prophets. He delivered the message of the law through the angels. But guess what? Christ is more important than all of it. And Christ is the one who has delivered this message of salvation to us. It is Jesus himself who has brought us this message. That's what he says. For if the message spoken through angels was legally binding and every transgression and disobedience received a just punishment. Well, see, God had delivered the message of the law to his people. They ignored it. They created something different and, and were punished for it. You look back through the, 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 the messages of the prophets. How many times were God's people punished? Man, armies rose up against them for their disobedience. You see? Says, if God delivered the message to his people and every transgression and every disobedience received a just punishment, how will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? Folks, don't miss salvation. Don't miss it. And I don't mean that time like me at eight years old laying across my mama's bed when, when I, I prayed and asked God's forgiveness and, and received and trusted Jesus as, as, as the Lord, the Savior, the master of who I am. I don't mean that. I mean that every day God is working salvation in our lives. Paul says that we who are being saved... See that? Don't miss it. Don't miss the salvation. Don't neglect the message that was delivered through Christ, through Jesus. And he, he, I, mm. this word right here just sort of catches. In, um, pay attention all the more to what we have heard. There, there's a little bit of emphasis there. Because I've told you, I, I know I preached it a couple of weeks ago. What do you allow yourself to hear? What is it you allow to be poured into who you are? What, 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 what do you listen to on the radio? Right? There's some songs that I know I listened to in the 70s as a kid. And I listen to them today and I hear the words of them and I go, Oh, that's what that was about? Man, I'll never listen to that song again. And then the next song comes on, I go, Oh, that's what that song was about? Folks, if we're not selective about what we let the world pour into us, the world will pour garbage into us. And it's not just the music. It's what you watch. It's who you hang out with. It's the ideology that you like to pay attention to or the, or the, the team in our culture that you want to support because of some sort of, I hate to say it, some misdirected allegiance. See, if every, if every transgression and disobedience received a just punishment, and we got to be really careful 
what we do with Jesus. See? And, and that's what this is about. There's a message. Jesus is the one who is not simply bringing the message. He is the message. Jesus is the message. He's the message of salvation. He's the message of hope. He's the message of promise. Yesterday we did uh, Marianne's uh, celebration of life. I'm going to tell about the book. Can I tell about the book? All right, so it's funny. Mary Ann had picked out a song she wanted sung at her passing. <laughs> it's called, What Will You Do With Jesus? Isn't that the title of it? What Will You Do With Jesus? That, that's the title of it. Well, I gave the list to Michael. Michael and I met Friday morning. He said, Bobby, I don't know that song. I said, well, I don't either. He said, well, I've looked in the hymnals. It's not on YouTube. <laughs> like everything's on YouTube. But anyway, it's not on YouTube. We can't find this song. And I said to him, sitting back there in the library, I said, if you find a Broadman hymnal, you'll find that hymn. How many of you know what the Broadman hymnal is? I had a couple of people in the hallway say, Broadman hymnal, I'm, I'm not Baptist. What is Broadman hymnal? I said, it's like the inspired version. <laughs> no. It's the old, old Baptist hymnal that, uh, you know, John Broadus was one of the founders of Baptist life in America. And so the Broadman hymnal was this, this, it's old. Matter of fact, you find one now, it's probably yellowed. So I left Michael in the library putting away the camera and stuff, and I came strolling in here. Uh, it's not Mary Ann's organ, but she's the one paid, played it the longest time I've been here. So I eased over there into, in, I know I'm out of camera, sorry, but I eased over there in that little bookcase over there because a lot of that is still Mary Ann's stuff over there. And so I'm looking through there and I pulled out one hymnal. Nope, no song, What Will You Do With Jesus? I looked in another hymnal. Whoop, nope, no, What Will You Do With Jesus? I get down to the very bottom stack and the Brahman hymnal, because it's a little smaller than some of the modern hymnals, it was hidden down under the very bottom stack of hymnals. So, yeah, I had to crawl down in the floor, which is not as easy as it used to be. But anyway, I get down there, and I get that thing out, and I pull it out. And, and there's one of those, you know those new paper clips they got that you squeeze them, and, and, and they open, and they close? There was one of those in that hymnal. Well, I didn't pay much attention to the hymnal. I just started, I, I flipped to the back and I looked in there and said, what will you do with Jesus? I said, okay, see, it's in the Broadman hymnal. I knew it. You know, that's what education is, y'all. Y'all know that? Education is not knowing everything. It's knowing where to find everything. Okay, just so you know. So anyway, so, so I flipped to the page and you know what? When I flipped to the page, guess where that, that heavy clip was? It had the whole first part of the hymnal clipped in it and it was clipped to that hymn. What will you do with Jesus? I opened up the front of the hymnal and said, Marianne Lane, in the front of the hymnal. And I said, okay, I hear you. <laughs> right? So Michael led us in that song yesterday for her celebration. And then I, they were saying, you, and Crystal and Cole, and then they were like, well, you know, take care of that hymnal. I was like, no, 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 you take care of that hymnal. And then she opened it up, and sure enough, it was stamped with the church Marianne came from up in Smithfield. <laughs> so she stole it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's the question. What will you do with Jesus? See, I know that as we gather in this room, most of us in this room have trusted Christ for Lord and Savior. 
Most of us have, have, have surrendered some, some part, some, some portion of who we are to his leadership and, and the call that he's placed upon our lives. You're here. Yay. I see it all the time. Yeah, you're here on Sunday morning at 810. You get a star. What are you doing tomorrow at 810? Or the next day at 810? Any Monday through Saturday, what will you do with Jesus? And what are you doing with Jesus? What have you done with Jesus? How is it that you conduct yourself during the week? Are we living out this great salvation that God has provided us? If we do not obey what God has given to us, this message that's been given to us through Jesus, how will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? This salvation had its beginning when it was spoken of by the Lord. Not an angel, not a prophet, but by God himself has given us this message. And it was confirmed to us by those who heard him. So the writer of Hebrews is telling us that, that there were those who heard Jesus preach salvation and he delivered that message and it's a confirmation to us that, that the previous message was ignored and, and then we've been given a much more important message. And then it says, and at the same time, God testified from heaven by signs and wonders and various miracles and distributions of gifts from the Holy Spirit. God confirmed the message of salvation, folks. Let me just ask this. I, I, I like to give, you know, I always say, there was a guy preached to our Seasalt rally several years ago. He had a book that he had written, and in the book it's, it made this comment. I don't know if it was the subtitle of the book or whatever, but it said, Coincidence, when God works but chooses not to show himself. Right? Coincidence. Anybody believe that was a coincidence that I found Marianne's Broadman hymnal from Bethany Missionary Baptist Church with a paper clip to what will you do about Jesus before I preach a message on if we neglect such a great salvation? Coincidence? Or can I believe, and I want to encourage you to believe, that God wanted us to hear this question, what will we do with Jesus? You see that? God's proved himself over and over again. He's proved his signs and wonders and miracles and gifts. And, 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 and also it, all, it goes on from the Holy Spirit according to his will. There's nothing in the Bible that says everybody's got the same gift. Y'all know that? Nothing in the Bible says everybody has the same spiritual gift. It says, according to God's will, as he gives utterance, God's the one who gifts us. Because guess what? Some gifts work this way in the kingdom, and some gifts work this way in the kingdom. And all the gifts have to come together in the body of Christ to produce kingdom results. And if you're not living out your gift, if I'm not living out my gift, can I just tell y'all something? <laughs> the body suffers. Everything God wants to accomplish in this body, God has provided everything to get that done in this body. And if you're not at work somehow for the kingdom of God in the body of Christ, then guess what? Something's not getting done. And you say, well, somebody else can do it. 
Or maybe like me, now that I'm in my 60s, I've been doing this a long time. It's time for me to retire. There's no retirement in the body of Christ. There's not. Right now, we got these ministry opportunity for last Sunday was the last Sunday to kind of get them in because now we're starting to compile the lists and everything for 2024. If you didn't fill one out, shame on you. See, last time I did that, I had a lady who was visiting with us. She said, Pastor, I think the guilt and shame message is a little much. (laughs) Can I tell you all something? If you feel guilty or shamed, (laughs) maybe you should. Because I don't know. But I know we got ministry taking place and going on. I just volunteered us to help another church in the community. I said, look, you call me. I said, if we got resources, we'll help you. Right? Folks, this is the kingdom of God. It's the body of Christ. We're not blessed so we can just enjoy the blessing. We're blessed so we can be a blessing. All right? Who are you? What's God asked of you? What's God called you to do? Man, it's been a big weekend. The hymn night, Friday night. That's why I'm half horse this morning. Well, that in the cold weather. But yeah, we sang hymns. (laughs) Yesterday, women's conference. Good gracious alive. Man, there's all kind of fancy decorations around and, and little doodads and stuff. Things that, that, you know, we don't do at men's breakfast because we don't appreciate them. We just like bacon. I, I walked in, huh? They said no. <laughs> I, I walked into the continental breakfast yesterday morning. And somebody said to me, said, there's no bacon. Right? I said, well, good, I'll eat Europe then. I mean, it was continental. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Folks, it's been a big weekend for, for, for this body. It's been a big weekend for the kingdom of God. There were women walked out of here yesterday encouraged, uh, 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 edified and lifted up. We came in yesterday actually to celebrate Marianne, and that was the difference, you know. It was kind of like last Saturday we were up there, and it was a memorial service or a funeral, if you want to call it that. But Cole was like, no, we're going to do a celebration of life next Saturday. So yesterday was just really about celebrating God's faithfulness. And Guess what? This has been a big weekend, and we're going to top it off with, with and I'll be honest, we, had, we knew we had two people that wanted to be baptized today. And I'd been contacted a little over a week ago by a family coming in from out of town on vacation. Six of them. They want to be baptized in the ocean today. And I was like, yeah, come on. Right? Because here's what we want to do. Even if they're not going to do a kingdom and body and stuff in the gathering, we want to send them back home to go do kingdom and body and, and, and the message of salvation. This is how God ties it together, folks. This is how God works. So don't miss it. Particularly like the, the wording of, of the Christian Standard Bible right here says, don't neglect what God has done in your life. See, Jesus is the message of salvation. Jesus brought the message of salvation. Jesus is the Word 
that we hear. All right? If you don't know Jesus, we'll introduce you to Him. We'll tell you about Him. We'll tell you what He's done for you. All righty? Pray with me. Father, thank You for today and and all that You're doing. God, I know. I thank You for the... I thank You for this. these, these four little verses. God, I got so excited about just reading them. That God, the hearing of them as I read them aloud and... And then I'd, I'd look at something and I'd go back and read them aloud again. I wanted to hear it. I wanted to hear me say it and, and, and hear myself say these verses. Because God, I know that sometimes I get distracted and sometimes I get overwhelmed and, and sometimes, God, I feel pressed. And yet, God, you are always faithful You are always the encouragement, the comfort, the strength. Indeed, when Jesus told his disciples just before he was to be crucified, he said, my peace I leave with you. Not peace like the world gives, but peace that comes only from the Father. God, we need your peace when the world is... is It's just in conflict, which sounds really minor. But God, when the world is on fire around us, we know that we have peace in you. So speak to our hearts this morning and help us to be obedient to your word, to what we hear. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.